You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome. You're listening to the Golf Under Par podcast. As the title suggests, on the Gov, we talk about all things relating to golf performance so you can golf under par. While listening, you'll hear discussion on all facets of golf, physical, mental, and whatever else will make you a better golfer. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy McCullough. I'm a golfer myself, as well as a physical therapist and strength coach. Let's take this journey together to golf under par. Thank you for listening. Now let's dive in. Welcome, everybody, to Wednesday Wisdom. All right. We have Joe with us. I don't know how to say your last name, Joe. So that's all good. It's a little bit chesky. All right. It's yeah. Um, I was like, Joe O is, is what we got yeah, here. And he's a PT. He's a our physical therapist and a strength coach. So why don't you, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you are, what you're doing and uh, your upcoming situation, I guess. Sure. Um, I, like Jeremy said, I'm a PT and a strength coach. And right now I'm a PT at uh, UNC Health. And um, as of right now, I'm still working for them. Um, but I'm trying to branch off basically eventually at some point and just work with golfers right now a little bit more in the clinic, but also outside of the clinic. So right now, just trying to work on some stuff that can be done inside the home, um, obviously with the current situation, but eventually look at expanding in the future. Awesome. Awesome. And you're looking, you're going to be starting up your own clinic, right? That's the, that's the end goal. That's the end goal. Yeah. That's the end goal eventually. Um, Hopefully soon starting up, but um, with all the craziness right now, everything is questionable, I guess. Right. So. Yeah. Making as many digital contacts as you possibly can at this point. Right. Pretty much. Pretty much. Awesome. So we're talking strength training today for Wednesday wisdom. Uh, Joe being a, a physical therapist and a strength coach great resource here for us and um, for the group the especially with currently what's what we got going on in the quarantine and being pretty much stuck at home and finding uh you know maybe some being resourceful with with some of the equipment that we use right uh, why don't we start off with um some of the three things that you feel like golfers it can be more than three uh should yeah. really focus on in order to kind of improve their performance on the course sure Um, so we'll start off with low hanging fruit, I think, which, um, I guess could be considered maybe strength and conditioning, but maybe mobility for the most part. Right. I mean, um, mobility in various joints, particularly the hips and the mid back is where a lot of golfers tend to lack, um, range of motion and ability to move. Um, we need a lot of motion to go through our hips and our pelvis as well as our mid back that's where we create most of our rotation. And unfortunately, as most people get older, those things can tend to get stiffer, um, especially in men. Um, so that's one of the, I would say one of the biggest things to really work on, not only of those joints, but your ankle needs to be pretty mobile as well as, um, your shoulder and your neck. Um, but I would say the big, the big two to really focus on would be kind of your mid back and your hips. 
Um, the I would say just the second thing would just be working on strength. Um, most golfers, and um, we'll get into this a little bit later, I think, but most golfers are sometimes or have been, and I think that's changing, but has been have been afraid to get strong um, for certain reasons. Um, but we know that strength really is a big proponent to one, not only just like improving your game in terms of increasing your distance off the tee, but I look at it as really good in terms of injury prevention. Strength is one of the best kind of leading uh, things out there in terms of evidence that really helps kind of make your body stronger, obviously, but um, has been shown to reduce um, risk of injury, basically, in terms of anything. Um, and that doesn't have to be with golfing, but just everyday activities, whatever you're doing. Um, so not only will this transfer to the golf game, but also your everyday life, which I think would be super helpful for most people. Um, and then I would say the last thing again is the most, the, one of the other bigger things is just really working on, um, again, would be power essentially, which is just kind of an extension off of strength, just kind of a different way of training it. Um, we need power to be able, you know, if you want to hit it further, um, which who doesn't want to hit it further, um, you need to have a good amount of power. Basically, and power is how fast can you move a load, a heavy load, essentially, right? So if you can, you know, whip your body around really fast and create a lot of force doing it, you're going to be able to exert that force on that ball. And, it, you know, if you can control the club face and lots of other factors, you will be able to send it pretty far and hopefully straight where you want it to go. All right. So we got mobility, particularly of hips and mid back um, as one of the big things that, you know, most people struggle with and particularly uh, as we get older males. And then you said some strength, any particular type of strength that we're, we're talking about, like anything that they should be focusing on, on from that strength standpoint. Sure. Um, in terms of strength, um, I would say we really want to focus on lower body. That's where we're going to develop a lot of the force from the ground to create, again, being able to get the ball to go further. Um, but that's where we develop all the all the power and the strength from in our in our swing. If we're just swinging with our arms, um, the ball's not really going to go very far. Plus, um, probably not going to look so great either or feel so great after a while. Um, our legs have huge muscles in them, right? So we might as well use them to our advantage, particularly uh, the backside, meaning kind of like your glutes and your hamstrings and your calves, like posterior chain essentially, um, to really help develop that power as you kind of explode out of the ground essentially when you're you know, swinging the golf club. Um, and then lastly, I would just think of the big, big movers um, in terms of upper body. It seems like we really wouldn't need to be pretty strong along the backside either, but um, or or the chest. But I would say being strong in terms of your pecs and your lats too, kind of just both sides there are is super important. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily in terms of strength, you don't want to necessarily go for. It's, there's nothing wrong with it, but like kind of those uh, mirror muscles in terms of like biceps and triceps. Um, you know, if you're truly just wanting to focus on improving your golf game, I wouldn't focus on those. You can definitely do things for them. There's nothing wrong with it, but I wouldn't spend a lot of time focusing on those. Those are a little bit more of accessory things, but working on kind of your pecs, doing any kind of like pushing um, 
any vertical pushing, or not vertical, excuse me, horizontal pushing and horizontal pulling will be kind of really beneficial for strength in terms of the upper body as well. Okay. Okay. So going back to you mentioned the backside on on the legs. Hey, Damon, thank you for watching. And if you have questions, comment below. Uh, going back to the backside uh, strengthening, what, what would you recommend to strengthen those 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 backside muscles, uh, particularly for the lower legs? You mentioned sure, sure. Um, in terms of lower body, I like to stick towards the um, the big the big movers, squat and deadlift. Um, I, I don't really I really don't care how you do them. I think that there's a lot of variations out there that you can find whatever is most beneficial for you. I tend to not like back squatting. That's just me. I just don't like it. I prefer to do some sort of like goblet or front squat or something along those lines. Um, and then in terms of deadlifting, um, again, any kind of variation, whether you want to do like a Romanian deadlift, a hex bar deadlift, just a conventional deadlift, whatever, again, kind of really works. Um, you're going to get a lot of benefit out of those two exercises right there if you had to choose or keep it at a minimum. I too like to do, um, suggest doing some unilateral training as well too. So doing like a Bulgarian split squat or also known as like a rear foot elevated split squat. Um, and then same thing, doing like unilateral Romanian deadlifts as well could be really helpful. Um, I think doing that unilateral training is super helpful because you're going to work on some core as well at the same time with those. Um, and just work on a little bit more stability at the same time, which is also needed. So you can bang in a lot of things with just those couple of exercises. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you, do you have a preference for unilateral versus bilateral or like um, leg or single leg? If I had to choose, I would say if we're, if we're down to one choice, I would go bilateral. Um, I don't think that way you're just getting stuff done at the same time. Um, but, um, I really don't think I have a preference towards one or the other. I think it's good to just mix it up essentially. Yeah. The other thing to think about too, in terms of lower body is we don't always want to just train in the sagittal plane. We want to go into kind of the transverse plane as well. Um, kind of get those lateral movers of the hips, um, talking like glute med and glute min as well, um, which will be super helpful in the golf swing and creating some stability and also some power in, in, in your swing. Yeah. So, getting those lateral movers in there what what are we talking about with that you in, in terms of exercise yeah yeah um i mean you could do like again single leg deadlift will be really helpful for that you're going to fire big time on on those um single leg bridges it creates huge amounts of quote-unquote electrical muscle activity in those muscles um i like to do lateral lunges Basically, those those can be pretty helpful. Um, anything along those lines will be pretty good. I mean, side plank. Just trying to think of things that are just coming to my head now. But yeah. Okay. Very good. So, um, so for the for the lower legs or strength wise, we definitely want to focus on the backside. We mentioned, you know, whether that's squatting and deadlifting, um, single leg, double leg, doesn't matter. Uh, getting in some more, maybe a little more. With a lateral movement or our transverse plane, so it's more of that side to side rather than just focusing on that forward and back or that straight down and up, right? right. So that you're getting a little bit more of the stabilizing muscles and some of those side muscles to to engage, okay? Because we all know that you 
big thing they would talk about if you watch golf channel or any any of the tournaments they talk about pushing off that leg and transferring the weight onto the into the front leg right um how those guys coming off the ground and, and stuff like that so we know that transfer that side movement is is important and like you said um <clears throat> you mentioned creating that power or how much force you're producing in that period of time right so why don't we talk a little bit about about you know developing that power then here power yeah so power is going to be a little bit different in terms of training. So there's obviously overlap in terms of what, in terms of fre uh, frequency and set rep schemes, basically, in terms of strength training, right? If you're going for more endurance, hypertrophy, strength, and then power. Um, if you're training strength, we'll just start there. Um, I mean, depends on where you're at and lots of other factors as well, too, but you know, if you're going to truly train strength, you're going to want to do probably somewhere between the, the ranges of three to four sets. So maybe you can go somewhere between five to eight reps while you're working at at least 80%, like one rep max, basically, in terms of strength aspect. Um, in terms of power, it's going to be kind of similar. Again, maybe like three to five sets, but probably you're only going to be doing maybe three to five reps at a, at a pop. But um, a little bit less in terms of kind of your one rep max kind of depends on where you're at too and your whole training scheme, but you want to move that weight as fast as you can. Um, mm -hmm. that's kind of the goal of that. You're not going to get that typical, uh, muscle burn or fatigue kind of feel that most people are usually, you know, if they're in the gym looking for, um, with this, you're going for three really good reps or three to five really good reps as fast as you can and as with as good form as possible. And then you're resting for a good two to three minutes in between sets. And you may not feel like you really need that long of a rest break in between those. Um, but that's what kind of your body needs to replenish um, those energy stores in the muscle to kind of recreate that kind of power again. Yeah. I think a big thing I talk to most people about, when you're doing working power exercises is the fact that you're not looking for that fatigue because most of the time that's what people think is that's a good workout i got really tired well that's right. not necessarily always the case i mean especially in in this instance where we're wanting to learn how to generate more power so we can be more powerful in the golf swing right we want to be sure that we have that full 100 percent capacity every time that we're trying to explode whatever that's you know the jumping or or um, uh, you know, throwing something, med ball, something along those lines. Right. But, okay. Awesome. Thank you. So, what are what are some of the common mistakes that you've you you seen a lot of golfers make? Right. When we're talking strength training. Um. So one, I would say one of the big ones during strength training, I would say, is they're they're you know, sometimes afraid to just go heavy, basically. Um, I guess that can kind of coincide with people don't want to get too big or bulky. They're afraid that that's going to help them lose their quote unquote mobility. But um, there's lots of strong evidence out there that shows that muscle bulk has no really role on kind of muscle flexibility or joint mobility, really. Um, that so getting getting bigger muscles and getting stronger has no effect on kind of how flexible you are or your mobility. So, you know, if you're afraid that lifting weights 
and lifting heavy is going to reduce your mobility. Um, that could be true if you don't continue to work on your mobility. Um, but I think if you're a golfer, one of your main things that you should be working on is your mobility continuously, um, especially in those areas that we talked about earlier, the hips and the mid back, as well as other areas, depending on what your needs are um, to really maintain that. But getting strong does not actually hurt that at all. In fact, eccentric training has been shown to improve muscle flexibility um, actually better than stretching has. So might as well get strong while doing it at the same time. Yeah, I oftentimes recommend as long as you're having good form and you're going through a good range, that's going to keep your mobility. Usually, um, like you said, now if if you have a spot that is already limited, you know you got to continue to make sure that you're doing the mobility aspect there as well as what I always recommend because I know I've seen in the research it's like five to seven days for like five minutes at a time. Um, in order to improve your mobility, right? And that's regarding stretching. So I've not seen anything specifically for eccentric, but I have seen that the eccentric training does help improve mobility better than than uh, stretching alone. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, there's a there's a study I read. I forget the specifics of it, but it compared stretching to eccentrics, and I think they did it of the hamstrings, um, in particular. And um, stretching had a greater, or not stretching the eccentrics had a greater effect um, than the stretching did. I forget the exact protocol, but I want to say it was like somewhere between like a six to eight week eccentric loading. They kind of did it in a weird way. Um, it wasn't like you're like you would think of like doing a Romanian deadlift. Um, mm -hmm. Not a typical way you would think of doing it but anyway, off the rails. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, any, any other common mistakes that you, you find <laughs> mistakes? Um, so again, not working too much on your mobility. I think just doing kind of what we just talked about, you know, if you're really trying to work on strength or power, I think that they're typically not training where they should be training. Um, maybe just that's just a, a not a strong awareness or a knowledge or background in terms of strength or power training. Um, I think guys are lifting maybe sometimes heavy, but if you truly want to be lift, I mean, you need to be lifting a lot of weight to really work on some strength, right? Like, I mean, to be working at at least 80% of one rep max or above, basically. Um, and I think a lot of times, most of us don't go in kind of knowing what our one rep max is. Um, mm -hmm. You don't necessarily have to test your one rep max. I mean, there's different ways to calculate out, like if you could do a 10 rep max, which is a little bit easier to test, or like a five rep max um, versus a one, you can extrapolate that out and figure out what your one rep max is. Just plug it into a calculator online. Um, but I think a lot of times they're just not training where they should be. And again, like that power, like we talked about, I think a lot of times people are looking for that, like quote unquote, muscle burn fatigue um, kind of feel. And um, that's, you know, if you're training power, that's not really what you're looking for. Um, like you said, you want to go kind of quick and fast with good form and then really rest and let it wait for a while um, before you kind of get back into the next set. Um, but I feel like people feel like they're wasting time and they can go again. Um, but your body's not ready yet, even though it feels like it is. Okay. And then um, just lastly, I would say sometimes I feel like just a lot of times people just don't have a good plan set out for themselves um, or even just like a general idea of what they want to work on to kind of just go into the gym and like today I think I'm going to hit up maybe some legs or some arms, whatever's open is open, right? Like um, 
that's fine if that's kind of how you want to get by, but you're never going to accomplish your goals. Um, if you really know what your goals are and what you want to accomplish in terms of golf performance and getting better on the course or you're just getting stronger, whatever, whatever your goals are, but you can't accomplish those goals. You're just going to go into the gym and just kind of figure out what's open and what's available when you go in there. That's not really a good plan and you're never going to kind of make progress that way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the hooking with uh, not having that program, I go in, if I don't have uh, a set of things that I want to work on, it is definitely just a, oh, we're going to hop over here. Okay, I'm going to wrap out some rows. Okay, oh, bench is ready. Okay, let's go bench, right? And then, oh, well, no, squat rack's not ready, so I won't go over there. I'll, I'll go to the next thing and whatever yeah. else I feel like doing, or I just hit the things that I like to do rather than actually right. hitting things that I need to work on. Yeah. So uh, I think definitely, you know, having, having something written out and, and working on that, uh, is great. And then having a program that specifically works you toward and making those improvements, because, you know, that's the other thing is, you know, talk with people all the time and they're like, Oh yeah, I, I, I've done, you know, same weight, same weight, same reps, same sets for the last several months or even year. And I'm like, you're not getting any stronger doing that. You need adaptation there. You need to have a little bit of variability and whatnot. So I definitely see that as being a problem. I think you were, earlier time you were talking about, you know, spending a little bit too much time on mobility made me think of, I remember I did some work with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals and we were down there uh, doing some testing for spring, um, spring ball, um, spring training, I think what it's called. Um, So, and there was a guy there, he's a pitcher. He spent 15 to 20 minutes rolling on a foam roller. And it's just like, I guess you get paid a lot of money and this is what you do for a living. You can waste that much time on a FOMO, but majority of people, you only need what, yeah. 10 to 30 seconds per muscle at most. And you should be done within three or four minutes. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I think it's kind of, yeah. With like a professional athlete, it's questionable sometimes of like, should I push them to do that? I mean, yeah. you know, like you said, they're getting paid lots of money to play games. So just let them do what they think is right sometimes. Yeah. I he said it was a pitcher. So I think he was thrown that day. And so I was like, that's fair. If you feel like that's going to make you pitch better than go for it. But definitely, um, I definitely see that as, as a big mistake. People want to get in there. You know, it, it feels good to stretch and, oh, yeah. and it's great. loosen up and whatnot. And so that's definitely something that, you know, but like we mentioned, what's the what's the full benefit there? We need that mobility, but what's the what's the mobility if we don't have the strength or that resiliency that you mentioned? Um, one of the great little tidbits that I always, I like a lot is uh, you know the stronger is the harder to kill. Right. So yeah, um, I'm thinking that along those lines. So with the uh, with everything that's been going on here in the world, um, how about you give us a couple examples of maybe some uh, like plyometric or power exercises that that people can do uh, in house? Sure. Um, so a really simple one you can do is um, just if you're able to do push-ups, it could be regular push-ups on the floor, on the wall, whatever whatever your level is. Um, but just going down into that negative portion, so getting closer to the floor or the wall, whatever you're using, and then kind of exploding back up. You don't necessarily have to leave the ground with your hands and do like a quote-unquote true plyometric push-up or something along those lines, but just kind of exploding out of that um, would be a good way to do like an upper body kind of at home without any equipment whatsoever. 
Um, I mean, if you have a med ball or something along those lines and you can get outside, if you have like some cement lab, um, I always recommend like, I saw someone use the other day on Instagram, their golf bag full of golf clubs. So, I mean, you could front squat, just hold your whole bag full of clubs and use that as some resistance basically. Um, and what I would say would be, again, like some power would be kind of same thing, like going down and you can do like, we could quote unquote, like a box squat. You can just use a chair basically and pretty much hold a weight. It doesn't have to be a golf club. It could be a bag with some weight, a backpack, um, suitcase with some clothes in it. Um, just hold on to that and then kind of lower yourself down slow and you can get down to the box and then again, just explode up. You don't have to jump, but kind of get up as, get up as high as you can. Again, um, if you could, if you have the space and the room to do it, you could just do some jumping basically. Um, a really good thing that has been done basically probably may not be the greatest because um, you don't have enough weight, but um, the thought of like post-activation potentiation, which is basically doing a really heavy movement beforehand. So like a squat with a lot of weight and then immediately after that doing a, a, a plyometric movement that mimics that. So just doing like jumping in place as high as you can for, a handful of reps would be a really good way to kind of accentuate the nervous system for that power, basically. Um, so it would be a really good way to do that too. If you wanted to, you know, hold something kind of heavy again, like your golf bag with full of clubs, essentially do some squats and then do a handful of jumps right immediately after that, just jumping straight up and down basically. Um, some other good power things. Let's see. That one probably has a wall. Well, if you have a garage outside, you can do some med ball throws against the wall. Um, don't recommend that inside. It's probably not safe. No. Cement wall. Uh, yeah. Brick yeah. wall, cement wall, something along yeah. those lines, or a very sturdy uh, wall to right. be able to do that. You poke a hole um, through your uh, drywall. Yeah. Um, I, I would say you can almost make any move a power move. For the most part i mean you could do any kind of jumps you could do lateral bounding basically i mean that would technically be power um and same thing like if you had a band or again any kind of weights at home you can do a rowing you can make that kind of quick as well too um just kind of that exploding motion is what you want to do but you don't want to overdo it as well again like we talked about we're talking three to five reps and kind of a long rest period in between if you're, if you're truly looking for power. All right, all right. Well, any last uh, uh, words of wisdom for, for everybody tonight before we uh, wrap up here? Um, I would say, you know, just get yourself a plan for the most part. Like if you don't have a plan or have an idea of what to work on, first thing, I'm biased, but I would say get assessed whether you know if you're having pain obviously go see a medical provider if you're not having pain you can still see a medical provider but you can see a fitness professional as well who is certified to assess kind of movement um again i've done tpi so i would suggest going through a tpi assessment that's kind of more specific to the golf game um, but i also like the sfma and fms as well those are pretty a little bit more broad not necessarily specific to the golf game but has kind of the same premise behind all those kind of screens and then get yourself a plan i mean just don't go into the gym without a plan basically um get yourself ready and then the last thing i would say on top of that is just you know take care of yourself i mean really 
Um, even though golf performance and strength and conditioning is, can be a big part of that, but you have to take care of yourself in terms of nutrition. That's also going to help you overall in terms of your performance. Um, you know, just drinking and eating well, as well as, um, getting enough sleep. So all of that's going to be truly important to help you just, you know, be able to be as strong and as powerful on the golf course as well as everyday life. Um, so all that's going to be really play a role together. It's not just going to be one thing. Yeah. I mean, for the average golfer, I mean, having a, a <clears throat> taking all these low hanging fruit, you mentioned, you know, good nutrition, hydration, and strength training, mobility training, just take you doing a little bit of that every day is going to make you a better golfer, better perform better because, um, majority of the average people aren't doing those things. So that alone is going to step up your game. Now, if you're already into a good training program, you have to, again, I think that assessment's a great point. Um, I've gone to TPI as well. Uh, so again, I, you guys need a provider in your area. Let us know. We can definitely, um, find somebody with that. Uh, well, thank you, Joe. How can these guys reach out to you? Uh, best contact information if they have any questions. Um, you can just reach me via Facebook. I think I'm tagged. I'm probably tagged in this video. Um, you can just reach me out there, friend me, message me, whatever you want to do. And then I'm also mainly active on Instagram. And I can just put my handle in the comments when we're done. That'll probably be the easiest way to just do that. All right. All right. So if you guys have any questions, feel free to comment below. If you're watching this uh, on the replay, comment replay just so we know who's seeing this because with Facebook and their algorithm, we don't know who's all getting a hold of this stuff. Uh, <clears throat> if you guys are looking for a training program, I know I put together a quick training program that I have. Uh, I can put that in the comments below. If you're interested, you can sign up for that. And it's free, um, but it walks you through a lot of the same stuff that Joe, Joe and I have talked about with you know, having a program, having something you're sticking with and, and working on that specifically targets some of the, the issues uh, that we see in golf and whether it's the strength training or the, or the, the power phases there and, and whatnot. So thank you guys for uh, watching. Thank you, Joe, for coming on and dropping some, some bombs, knowledge bombs here for us. Thank you for uh, having me. Appreciate it. And again, if you guys have any questions, feel free to come comment below or reach out to Joe uh, through, through Instagram or Facebook here. And we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Do you want to take your fitness to the next level? Join our Golf Fitness Tips Facebook group to learn more about how you can improve your fitness and improve your golf game by upping your potential through mobility, strengthening, and wellness tips. Again, our Facebook group is Golf Fitness Tips. We'll see you there. Have a good one.